Thank you, Kelly, very much. Kelly Robinson there, my friend of many years. You're my friend of however long it's been. Thank you for tuning in this morning, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. We are live on this happy May Day. Happy first day of the month of May. And uh, looks kind of like the last day of April at our house, kind of gray and uh, rain coming. I hope in your part of Texas, I hope you're getting rain. Parts of the state have had a lot of rain. Parts of the state, I believe, have not had very much rain at all. So I hope it evens out so that those who are squishy or willing to share and those that are are, uh, dusty or willing to accept. I know you are. So anyway, we're here to talk about gardening at your place, the uh, the plants that you are growing or trying to grow. Give me a call if I can help. Jared Taylor is running the boards, as he always does, answering the phones, as he always does, putting your name and city up on the call screen page. Oh, no, he's not. That part's not working today, so you may hear his voice on the air with me here. I may be seeing his texts as he tells me where you are. I won't know whether the lines are filled or empty because we don't have a call screen page currently. We'll get that fixed. I think they have a new code, and uh, we didn't get that memo. It's 888 you know, of all things in radio, that's the least, that's the, the most minimalistic problem to have. 888-256-1080. Give us a call, won't you please? 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. I'm here for the next almost one hour to answer your lawn and garden questions. How may I serve you please? 888-256-1080. Well, as we go into May, things look about like they did outside in Texas in April. I put a post on my Facebook page night before last, and it has become increasingly obvious that uh, oak trees are acting very strangely. And I've just, well, I'll I'll be very candid. I'll tell you, my Facebook page rolled past 100,000 people watching it. night before last, and when you have that many people on a page, you're going to ask a lot of questions, and and the question that just has come up time after time, Neil, what's going on with my oak tree? Uh, Is it going to live? And we don't know. I've been asking foresters. I've been asking um, uh, uh, the arborists in the state. I'm talking about at the top level of foresters and arborists and nurserymen. And so about eight or ten of us got together electronically And I finally wrote uh, to the uh, Texas Forest Service and said, can you you help us? We need to come up with a common plan that we all can share with the gardeners of the state of Texas. This is not so much about rural oak trees in, in native stands. This is about urban horticulture and oak trees. And let's see, I think I can pull that up pretty quickly. It's had a lot of response. That request, I I just said to people, please uh, tell me where you live, post a photo of your oak tree if it uh, is not leafing out properly, and uh, the the whole oak tree, let me see what it looks like in its entirety, and tell me what kind of oak it is, if you know, and don't say anything else. Just give me the photo, your city, and, uh, and what kind of oak it is, if you know. And uh, that was posted, what was that? That was uh, April 29 at 11.34 in the morning, right around noon. And so that was a day and a half ago, almost two days ago now. And it has uh, reached 167,000 people. Oh, goodness. 58,000 engagements, 1,600 comments, and most of those came with photographs. 
and 731 shares. And I sent a lesser number than that. I just did a screen capture of that activity down to College Station to the Texas Forest Service. I said, do you want me to pull photos from that? And uh, got the word back, yes, please. And we're going to come up with some kind of a statement, uh, a, a status report of Oaks. And the thing I found, and, and we'll get that ready really quickly, sometime next week, I think. So we'll have some idea of what happened, why did it happen, what are we likely to see happening over the next uh, three, six, nine, twelve weeks. What can we do? What should we not do? Like the people right beside me in the next office over, this is uh, an, a city uh, building I'm in, not city owned, but private building and and the next building to the west of me they're trimming their oaks right now that's the thing you don't want to do and it's a tree service company i never heard of this company but oh my goodness don't do that don't do that not at this time of year with oak wilt out there you wouldn't do that anyway and certainly not when the trees are trying to recover anyway i digress what should we do what should we not be doing should we fertilize should we not uh, what can we expect to be seeing? And so the uh, Texas Forest Service is working on that. They're bringing plant physiologists in on it, the whole works, and we'll see what they come up with. But uh, the interesting thing to me was I had several reports. I haven't looked at all 1,600 of those comments. Uh, several reports came from Aransas Pass and from the other areas of the Gulf Coast. Some of them came from far west Texas, southwest Texas, and some of the, a lot of them, my friend Greg Grant said that as he commutes from his home, which is an hour, hour and a half from his office in, in Tyler, he said, I see oaks in the woods, native old, 100-year-old oaks that are in decline. It's just one after the other after the other. And I see them in the Dallas-Fort Worth area when I drive. And it's live oaks, it's Schumard red oaks, it's uh, Monterey oaks in central Texas. It's oaks that shouldn't be doing this. But a lot of them are coming out, and they're coming out all the way up to the tops of the trees. Some of them are not. We'll find out, so stay tuned. And I'll have that on my Facebook page, and I imagine that your your local um, uh, urban forester will be dispensing that information. Texas Forest Service will. Uh, County horticulturists will. So wherever you get your information, I, I would think you'd be seeing something in the next week or two. So that's uh, how we get the program off uh, today. Don't uh, call about oaks, in other words. I don't think I can help you yet. Uh, but otherwise, anything else I can help with, I'd, I'd love to do so. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. And we'll get the program underway in just a moment. I need to uh, need to tell you something. Uh, I got the call, as I said, on my Facebook page uh, a couple days ago. I uh, got the call from my printer. Jared, I think you texted me something, and I'm trying to get to that now. Gotcha. I see it now. I am ready to roll. Got it. Somehow I bumped the thing and got a text from my son, which I wasn't looking for. Um, got the call from my printer. And 6,000 copies of my book will come to my garage <laughs> day after tomorrow, about noon on uh, Monday. So my in-process uh, production special is about to end. This is a very, very limited time offer now on the fifth printing of Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Now, this is not a fifth edition of the book. If you have one of the first four printings of the book, no need to buy this one. I don't want to confuse anybody. This is Lone Star Gardening with an Adirondack chair on the cover, not the cowboy boots. If you have a cowboy boot book, you need this one. 
Uh, but anyway, not to confuse the issue, this book has 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, 11 chapters that cover every aspect of lawns, landscapes, flower, fruit, and vegetable gardening for every county in the great state of Texas. Something that's in this book that has never been in any book I've written before is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month of critical gardening tasks. And that is when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. And then chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. I have specific chapters in great detail on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, lawns, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. Now, the price will be, after the books arrive, $36.95 plus tax and postage. The book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. If it were, it'd be up in the $50 range somewhere. But I can keep it at $36.95 by selling it directly to you. But here's the even better news. If you order it right now, it is $31.95. That's the price I've had for the last three or four weeks while it was being printed. We ran into a printing delay when there was a paper shortage, but that's been fulfilled the books are printed, they're in boxes and ready to be loaded out tomorrow night and then shipped first thing Monday from San Antonio directly to me. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper and printed in Texas. But you must order immediately, and I'll sign your copy. We'll get it in the mail. Now, I have several thousand copies to sign, so I'm going to do them in the order in which they were bought, and I'm going to be signing full-time until we get them all mailed. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, not in stores, not on Amazon. Order from my website. That's where you can see more about it at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. If you must order on the phone, you can do that. It's going to be a little sketchy on Monday because we're going to be trying to meet the truck. But that's 1-800-752-GROW. Office is not open right now. Call Monday. And uh, that'd be from 9 to 5, and I hope you get there before the truck does on that phone number, 1-800-752-4769. The better place is at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. The 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in Great Depression, jobs were scarce, and hopes remained high, but it was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now, 90 years later, the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products understand what it means to weather storms. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, hail and snowstorms where they have happen for years to come. That's a lot longer than conventional roofs. Now, if you want peace of mind for the future, you're going to choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com to learn more and to find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553, or you can stop by one of their 33 locations. Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Our first call today is Richard from College Station. Richard, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. 
Yes, sir. Listen, I've got a couple of qu- uh, quick questions. Um, I just moved back into my old family home uh, that was in our family for 70 years, and I'm discovering some vegetation I'm curious about. Uh, there's a fig bush that froze to the ground, but it's putting out new growth. Would it be, will it recover, do you think? Oh, I think so, and it will be genetically the same as the as the mother plant was. Okay, number two, I've discovered a Chinese elm tree on the property that I didn't know was there. Did that have to be planted, or would it be native? It's not going to be native. Uh, there are the, the elms that are native to uh, Brazos County would be uh, cedar elm. Um, also, uh, uh, there is a, uh, and American elm is native to Brazos County. Not not terribly common, but it's native. And then what is the one that has the really, uh, uh, well, anyway, there's. I think it's uh, river elm or water on whatever it is that, that we had in our front yard and i can't remember yeah. but it um, but anyway but it's not going to be well, chinese this, and and by chinese this, i'm talking about almost pumala yeah that's the truth that's the true i've identified the tree as being uh, the, a chinese elm okay and i i can't remember the the uh, scientific name but i just wondered where it came from but it I would have been just a you wouldn't know seedling. obviously but i just wondered somebody right. must have planted it correct yeah they were they were fairly commonly planted back in that era 60 70 years ago it was thought to be an acceptable tree it, it's not one of the better ones yeah. yeah okay and the last question uh my there's a tree in my the front yard my mother called a jujubee Mm-hmm. And it's a columnar tree. It's thorny. Yeah, I and I jujubes. wondered if it really is a jujube. I've yeah, one way on you can. Internet. Yeah, you can identify jujubes fairly easily because they have uh, very glossy leaves, and uh, they often will have suckers from the from the roots. So you'll have a, a clump of them. But the but the telltale on jujubes is that and and I, you got to work with me on this and go back to high school botany. They have palmate venation. Uh, the the veins come up from kind of like if you took your fingers and brought them all down to the base of your palm of your hand, that's the way the veins are on on uh, jujubes. Very few plants do that, and uh, jujubes have a really unusual vein pattern to their leaves, but they're very shiny. It's a pretty plant. It's just kind right. of bushy, and and they are kind of columnar. You're right. Um, and they well, do they, have the little fruit on them a lot of times. They do make the fruit. Now the fruit is edible, correct? Uh, you could say that. <laughs> I might not agree with you, <laughs> but a lot of people do. <laughs> it's not po- It's not poisonous. Oh no, no. There are cultures yeah. that like it a great deal. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I needed. And this uh, not my classmate, Richard, is it? This not my classmate, uh, no, Richard. I'm a brother of your classmate, uh, Bradley Smith. Oh, cool. That's great. That's great. Bradley was the manager with you on the football team, I think. Oh, that was a highlight of my career. That was probably yeah. my high watermark in sports. <laughs> <laughs> great talking to you. My pleasure. Have a great day. Take care. Right. Bye bye. Yeah, that and my two points scored in middle school basketball. <laughs> that was my sum total. All right, let's see what time we have here. All right. Um, let me go ahead and get this break out of the way and just keep ourselves on track. Eight 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 two five six ten eighty. The um, Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Give me a call right now. We have a couple of open lines, I think. 888, I don't have one, that one. 888-256-1080.
I'd like to let you know about something very special that the folks at Mueller are doing again for the 13th year. They're giving away a free building to one not uh, nonprofit organization right here in Texas. Now, this isn't just a building. It's a 4,000-square-foot building. It's a facility to be built by the helping hands of Mueller. Hats off to Mueller. You know what? That's not in my script, but this is really a spectacular thing to do. It's dedicated to serve a Texas-sized community. That's about Mueller. Here's how you enter. You go to MuellerInc.com. Let me spell that for you so you get to the right website. It's M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Click on Helping Hand. And that's where you can complete a questionnaire about why your organization deserves this blessing. You'll find out a whole lot more about the helping hand and about the building, and you'll see some examples of others who have wanted in the past, and you kind of get you kind of get all pumped up on that deal. Applications are accepted until May 18, so get to get the move on, folks. Get your friends together and and make sure that you do give it your best shot. For more information on Mueller Steel Buildings and Roofing, visit MuellerInc.com. And while you're there, click on the Helping Hand. Or you can call 877-268-3553. And once again, my hat is off to Mueller. That's MuellerInc.com or 877-268-3553. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. Turn my button back on there. I looked before I tried to talk. Um, I'll tell you something quickly before I go back to our phone lines to uh, uh, Hugh from uh, uh, Palestine. Um, it, let me give you the phone number also because I need to fill a couple of lines. It's 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. We broadcast to 33 stations, and uh, I'd love to hear from uh, the, the South Plains, Panhandle, uh, from Alpine, always love to hear from Alpine, or uh, more from Bryan College Station, Victoria, Corpus, uh, Crockett, East Texas. I, I love the the mind stretching uh, requirements of this uh, of this program because I have to think about all of the state at the same time. It's kind of cool. Um, I had uh, our, our grandson is eleven and he enjoys Mark Rober on YouTube. R O B E R. It's like Robert without the T. Uh, Mark Rober used to work at NASA. In fact, uh, some of his work is driving around on Mars right now. Then he worked for Apple, uh, theoretically, on their autonomous car project. He's a rather bright person. I think he's maybe 40-ish and uh, really a chipper person. And uh, he did. He, he's the one who had the glitter bomb, that uh, package bomb they put on his porch a couple of years ago. But he's done a squirrel maze and a lot of other things that are really fun to watch on, on his YouTube channel. He has, I think, 13, 14 million followers, something like that, including our grandson. And every time he drops a new YouTube uh, video, Joseph will bring it to us and we'll watch together, and we really enjoy it. Now, one was trying to track uh, down uh, scammers from across the ocean who were scamming old people out of their money and how he was doing that, and he was doing that with glitter bombs. But uh, anyway, uh, he put something up very serious a couple weeks ago and said that last night he would be doing a live stream, and I watched all of it. I missed about 30 minutes at at one point. I'll go back and pick it up if he posts the thing again. Uh, And he labeled it 
and this was where, for the first time, he invited us to meet his son. And it was entitled, and you can go to Mark Rober on YouTube, and I encourage you to see this, or it's on my Facebook page. I posted a link yesterday, uh, and it's called The Truth About My Son. He has an autistic son, and he does the most beautiful job of explaining autism in 10 minutes on that video that you will ever see in your life. And as I said in my post on Facebook, I sat there three times watching that over a, over a two or three day period. And each time I realized I am smiling and I'm crying at the same time, tears of joy and support and love watching this father have a wonderful time with his son. And he had his son on the, on the video, on the live stream last night. His son loves to draw, loves to draw thank you notes. And he chose not, not to show his son from the front last night. His son, this was built, uh, the, the videotape that you can see uh, from his YouTube channel, or if you click the link on my Facebook page, uh, with the, that was videotaped two years ago, and you can see his son, but you don't see him in on the live stream from last night if he posts that. Um, and he loves to draw, and, and for donations of a large sort for autism, um, his son was going to draw pictures for people. He loves to do that and surprise them with his pictures and his letters. He, he writes nice letters. Um, and he was just cranking them out. Crayola supported it, and he was going through the boxes. <laughs> and, uh, and he signs them all, Mark's son. I just loved watching that. They had some wonderful explanations, and you got to see people with autism who cannot speak, but they can type, and then uh, a text to, to voice off the computers, and suddenly they could express themselves at age 15 or 25, Oh, my goodness, it was beautiful. So if you want to see that, go to Neil Sperry on Facebook, and that will give you a link, or go to Mark Rober. And hats off to him. I'm giving hats off here and there all over today. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have uh, we have Hugh in Palestine. Hugh, this is Neil. Good morning. How can I help you? Well, good morning. Appreciate you taking my call. I've yes, got sir. some English dogwoods. That, uh, it's amazing. I can keep, uh, plant a bunch of them, and 99 out of 100 or grow I can plant about the same number of, of uh, dogwood trees and get about one or two to grow. So I've, hmm. I've really gotten to like them. But I, what I was wanting to check on is when is the best time to uh, plant these? We're we're doing a project out at our local Davy Dogwood Park, and I've got some sprouts that popped up uh, from the plant, and I was wanting to uh, take them out and plant them. And I thought, well, I'd find, find out what's the best way to plant them. And, is now a good time? Is any to do it, or, or should right. I and, wait? And so, what? what condition are they in now? Are they growing in the ground somewhere? Are they in pots? Yes. Or are they? Yeah. No. That most of them that I have right now, I've got some in pots, and some, some that I dug up just recently uh, from the ground. They they have a kind of a root system goes out, and then it pops up almost like bamboo in a sense. And uh, I've I've been, we've had pretty good luck, uh, you know, transplanting them. But I wasn't sure what when is the best time. The best time to, to transplant. If I'm understanding everything you're asking me, the best time yeah. to transplant any woody plant is in the middle of the winter when it's as dormant as it. Well, maybe not, maybe not in February this year when the ground was frozen hard. <laughs> but but right. we're talking about Christmas, January, sometime in that time period when it's yeah. completely dormant. 
the worst right. time to transplant something would be in the summer when it's 104 degrees or in the spring when it's growing really actively because they just don't handle that. They're, they're all geared up uh, to, to grow, and suddenly we're asking them to start the race over again. And yeah. so you don't want to do it now. Now, as far as taking plants that are in pots, it, now let me, I, I know that's not what you asked me, but let's just say that you want to do a landscape job and, and you, you want to know the best time to do that and you're going to go to a nursery and buy the plants. Well, you can do that at any time. You could, you could buy the plants now and, and take them home and, and plant them and you would be okay. Um, but you're going to have to water them by hand all the way through the summertime. The, the, the advantage of waiting until October to, to plant nursery stock from a, from a nursery is that you give them seven or eight months to get roots established before the hot weather arrives. You still probably would have to water them by hand their first summer, but, or at least it would be to their advantage, but you don't throw them out into the hot weather within a month. And that's what will happen now. It's May 1st. You plant them now, June 1st, you're going to have hot, dry weather. And so, um, I, I would say wait until, wait until fall for the container plants and wait until winter to dig and transplant. Okay. I, pre- I do appreciate that because I really like them. Mine bloomed all the way into June this last summer. And uh, amazingly, I didn't lose a one to the freeze and with no protection. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That's great. But uh, I, uh, I've had real good luck with them otherwise. So I do good, appreciate good, good. Well, all right. Have a great day. Take care. Well Thank you, sir. All right. Yeah. all right. We're going to take a break, and uh, hopefully we will come back to your call. I need some calls right now, I think. I don't have my call screen page, as if you missed the beginning of the program. Uh, the uh, the man, there is a single guy. I don't know if he's single or married with 94 children, but but there is a, a person who does the call screen pages for all the talk shows in, uh, in, in I think, uh, United States and Canada. And uh, he does it from his home, from what I'm told. And uh, when he changes the coding and sends that to the radio stations, those of us who are doing, uh, buying our airtime and doing the programs ourselves, yeah, we don't always get the message. And I don't have the message, so I, don't, I can't log in right now until somebody sends the message, the memo. Let me tell you about my book. It is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is a very momentous uh, ad for you because I need to tell you that your chance to buy this book at this substantial savings is gone. I mean, it's just going, going, and the gavel has raised uh, because the books will arrive Monday, sometime during the noon hour, it looks like. That's usually when they arrive. They're coming Monday anyway. Uh, the, 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 they're in the bindery right now, and the first 6,000 of them are in boxes uh, waiting back by the back door of the loading dock at Universal Book Bindery to go into the truck to head north to, uh, to my garage. They're going to be in my garage because I'm going to be signing all next week. We'll be boxing all next week, taking to the post office all next week, and I will get them to the post office as quickly as I can do everything I just described. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You can't walk in and buy it anywhere. You can't buy it from Amazon. The reason I did that was because I didn't, I, well, first of all, I wanted to be able to sign every copy. And secondly, because I wanted to save you probably 20 or $25. Every time you go through a distributor, onto retail, uh, you have a publishing house that publishes, all of that adds 5 or $10 to the cost of the book. I'm the publisher. 
I'm doing the mailing. I, there's nobody in between. It comes from my garage to your mailbox. It goes through the post office, but that's it. Now, this book has a 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden, four pages per month, covering the whole state of Texas. Now, every county in the state is addressed in this, not county by county by name, but it's for the whole state, 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and 11 chapters. And that calendar, uh, uh, chapter two, I've never put in a book before. If you have my old cowboy boot book from 1982 and 91, that thing is fit to go into an archive somewhere. It is out of date. This one is very much in date. This is the fifth printing, not the fifth edition. If you have one of the first four printings, you don't need to buy this. It will be $36.95 once I get the copies of the book. I will sell it to you at $31.95 for a very limited time, like noon on Monday. So get it now. I'll sign them in the order in which they're bought. The better way to order it, satisfaction guaranteed or full refund. Might add, I've sold 60,000 copies, and I've not been asked to refund a penny yet. Um, the best way to order it is from my website. That's neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. But you can also call my office Monday through Friday. And, uh, oh, that's, that's uh, well, Monday, <laughs> 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. I think you better be ordering from the website at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, very much. And we go back to our phone lines. We have Ron in New Ulm. And Ron, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Uh, my question about my two peace trees, uh, they both have runners coming up from the base of the uh, trunk right now, and they were all bloomed out and leafed out before the freezes. Ooh. And now I've snapped off limbs as big as my thumb, and there's no green there whatsoever. Oh, wow. uh, I'm, I'm thinking the trees are probably dead, right? Well, yeah, it doesn't sound good. Uh, so when you say bloomed out, they had had their flowers, and then they had they, leaves on them, and then the freeze hit? Right. They were totally flowered out. The leaves what? were probably about, a, about an inch long. Oh, my goodness. What uh, variety it, do you remember? Okay. One, one of them is early grand, and one of them is tropic beauty. All right. So they're low chill, and, and that's why they were blooming so early. That's um, and, and you're near, near Belleville, right? Yeah, between Belleville, Industry, New Orleans, that area. All right. All right. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that that's extraordinary. I don't know that I'd take it down, take them down yet. I'd leave them, but that I, that might not be the best. I don't know the uh, early grand. I don't know the chilling hours on that. I would, I would do a, a quick Google search on what are the chilling hours and then enter your two uh, varieties. Oh, and, but here it says on the, on the back of the tag, right. 275 chill hours for the early grand. All right, and check your county and see what the number of chilling hours you have in your county. You probably have a few more than that. 
And what that's going to do is it's going to cause them to bloom too early. Usually that's not going to do this to them. It's going to cause them to bloom and then the flowers will get frozen. But this thing was just so catastrophic in the in the magnitude of the cold that it uh-huh. got the, it got the leaves, it got it got the growth, it got everything. Leave them where they are for another couple of weeks, three or four weeks. I'm having to tell people that on all kinds of trees because uh-huh. we just can't tell. But I yeah. think you're probably in trouble. I think so too. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's just a message. I'm getting kind of tired of having to tell people. You don't win friends that way, you know. Well, that, that, the truth is the truth. You can't help it. I love your attitude. I love your your accent. I'm a native Texan, and uh, you have a pretty Texas accent. I like that. Oh, yeah. I was born and raised around Rosenberg. Yes, sir. Well, I'll uh, I'll have a better message next time. Whatever the call is about, it'll be a better message. I promise. It's oh, got to be. Okay. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> have a good day. Thank you, yeah, sir. You, you too. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right, let me uh, get this uh, out of the way. Uh, it's the last break, and then we can go right to the end with, with calls. We're getting several calls in right now. Um, this is about my electronic newsletter, eGardens, and I'd like to get you to sign up. I enjoy doing eGardens very, very much. It comes out every Thursday night from my computer directly to your email. And I spend a day to a day and a half each week on eGardens. It's not just something I throw together uh, casually. Uh, there are five stories each week. One of the stories is always gardening this weekend, where I outline the things that you need to be doing in that weekend in your landscape and garden based on the weather, time of year, things that have happened, etc. One of the stories is a featured plant for that week. Uh, one of the stories is always a featured question of the week, something that I've been asked many times. You can imagine what I've been uh, putting in there in the last uh, couple of months. And uh, then also uh, with eGardens, there will be a couple of times each uh, month a featured story with uh, uh, written by either Stephen Chambly or Diane Sitton. And we'll have a Diane Sitton story this week, one week early, just because she got it to me a week early, and it's too good to wait. It's just great. So that's eGardens. You can see what it looks like by going to my website, neilsperry.com. That's where you have to sign up for it. You'll join about 75,000 other people who get eGardens every Thursday. And uh, that's also where you get that incredible deal on my book, uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, the only place you can buy it. So I hope that you'll do both. Sign up for eGardens and pick up a copy at a discounted price of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Why should you pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own a genuine Mueller building? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble. They're affordable, and they offer a permanent storage solution right in your own backyard. With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's standard series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They're fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can visit them online right now at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Get a free customized building estimate 
And while you're there, click on their color selector tool. Make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553, or visit them at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, sir, thank you. And we go back to the phone lines. We're going to San Angelo this time. This is Chuck. Chuck, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. You betcha. What can I do? Uh, well, I'm afraid I'm going to be another one of those uh, sad stories <laughs> you don't want to tell anybody. Oh, goodness uh, gracious. My neighbor and I, we each have uh, ash trees. And just a few minutes ago, we were out there comparing them. Uh, mine are about 20 years old. His are, uh, a little bit older. Make a long story short. One of his is showing, uh, leaves sprouting on it. Not many. And one of mine has leaves, very few down at the very bottom of it. And the other two aren't showing anything. Yeah. Uh, Arborist supposedly came by and told him all those trees are dead. Just forget about it. And $3,000, I'll take it down. Yeah. Uh, how do we know if, I mean, there's, there's something growing on it. Is it alive, uh, or the damage just so great? And we, you know, as you know, we have that very bad freeze, just like the rest of the state. Well, I had that, uh, I had that question posed on my Facebook page right before I went on the air. I was checking questions and answering them. And, uh, that one was from Abilene. And uh, I said, uh, and, and hers had some leaves coming out about probably chest high or a little lower on the trunk. And I said, it is technically alive, but at, at you know, how alive is alive? Do you really want to take a tree that is that mangled by the time you prune it to take out the dead wood and try to coax it back into being a, a real shade tree, or is it better... To replace it now hers was probably only three or four years old or or not that much maybe as opposed to yours um what what i am suggesting to people is sit tight leave them for another two or three or four weeks or a month um and and see how they uh, if they offer to put out growth farther up um i put a link on that answer to her to a garden tip that i put on my facebook page eight or nine days ago having talked to an arborist of the year in my yard. I don't have any ash trees, but we were looking. Well, I do. I have some native Texas ash, and and I said, these look great, Steve. And he said, yeah, but most of them are not going to make it that we're seeing in people's landscapes uh, that are are bare. I don't think we're going to have good luck with them. And uh, Steve Hauser from Arborological Services, I would never let somebody knocking on a door take a tree down. You'll get better service. You'll get... uh, uh, warranted work uh, with workers' comp and other things. You don't want to let a door knocker do your tree work. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, anyway, uh, chances are that your trees are, are not going to make it. Ash trees, we all felt early on, were going to be the, the prime victims of the cold. What has surprised us has been the oaks. But uh, ash trees, I think, are, are in trouble. But yeah, I'd, I'd, wait, I'd wait a few more weeks. Um, they will fall faster than oaks will. You know, if, if they are dead, uh, you need to worry by the end of the summer that they could 
they could topple. Oaks won't that fast, so we're willing to wait on oaks. Yeah, ours are, uh, we love them because they're, they provide such great shade. I know. I but know. they're near the house, near our houses. And, yeah, uh, but don't, don't let somebody there. like that, don't let a guy with a chainsaw and a pickup do the, the trimming. Get a, a no, real certified no. arborist. Yeah, uh, well, I'm a wood turner. And, uh, I am too. If I have to lose it. Yes, oh, we, we talked several yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck. I wish I had better news. Same deal, though. It's a forty-four. Right, thank you. You have a blessed day. Thank you. Same to you. Have a great one. All right, folks. I've enjoyed this very, very much. And to Jared Taylor, you got me through without a call screen line. We made it. Thanks to all who have listened. Join me on Facebook on my website, and we'll be back next week, same time. Thank you. Happy gardening. <laughs>